Welcome to the Epiphany Movement Podcast. To learn more about the Epiphany Movement, visit us online at epiphanymovement.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's talk from Pastor Drake Nelson. Well, the first person that we know that died in that there was a disciple that we know has died, his name was Peter. And there are ten sources that's not in the Bible, that's out of the Bible, ten sources that say that Peter was killed under Emperor Nero. And that is pretty, uh, that's, almost, that's almost for sure true. I mean, I would say it's 95% sure that Peter was killed under em, uh, Emperor Nero. Now, why would he have been killed under Nero? Well, it was because Nero decided that he wanted to rebuild Rome. But if you want to rebuild Rome, you have to smash Rome and destroy it. That way you can build it back to the ground. So he torched Rome literally with the torch and burnt it all to the ground. And as it was burning, it says that he played his lyre while the whole city was up in, in smoke. But he needed somebody to blame because he couldn't say, yeah, I'm, I'm the one that killed all y'all's families. He needed somebody to push the blame to. So he pushed the blame to the Christians. And it was a huge persecution. And it's sad, and I told y'all a little bit about this last week, that when he would have these huge parties, he would get Christians that they have caught or captured that was in prison, and he would put, put them on a stake. And sometimes he would tie them to the stake, but a lot of times they would impale them on a stake, which if you could imagine, that would be a lot painful in itself. I mean, just being impaled on a stake. And then they would take uh, like a burning material and they would pour it all over them. And I don't know that it was kerosene because I don't think they had really that specific gas back then. But they would pour something like that on them and then just light them up. And they would literally light his parties and his garden. And as they were eating or dancing, you could hear the screams and, and just for a little while there as they were dying. And that's what he would do. But it's under his Nero's rule that Peter would die and that another person named Paul, very famous, he would die. And it's all it's said in ten sources, but it's also said in the Acts of Peter and Tertullian and about 155 to 240 A.D. wrote in the prescription against heretics, he said that Peter was, was killed under Nero too. Now, in the Acts of Peter, does anybody know what the Acts of Peter is? Okay, so does anybody have their Bible like freshly on them? You have your Bible. Um, can I see it? <clears throat> so if you look in your Bible, you'll look and you'll find um, just right there. You'll find Matthew, and then you'll flip a couple of pages, and you'll find Mark, and then you'll flip a couple of pages, and you'll find Luke, and then you'll flip a couple more pages, and you'll find John. And those are the four. They call them canonical gospels. Okay, there's four canonical gospels in the canon. The can, what does anybody know what the canon is? What the canon is referred to? The canon is just another word for Bible. So just like I could say, um, I could say, um, people call these um, blue jeans, but you could also call them pants. They either word would I would know what you're talking about. And so some people call this the Bible. Other people call this the canon. And so the, those are the four canonical or in the canon gospels. And you have actually a whole lot other gospels uh, that are out there. You have the gospel of Thomas. You have the gospel of Peter. You have the gospel of Mary Magdalene. You have the gospel of Mark. You have the gospel of 
Um, I can't think of any more. Those are the only ones that come to my head. But you have a lot of Gospels that, that didn't make it to the Bible, right? And so one of these Gospels is called it's non-canonical Gospel. So what a non-canonical Gospel means is that it, 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 um, let me say it like this. Um, if you were really famous, Mr. Beale, and you died, and, and I wanted to write about you, I could write a biography about you, but it wouldn't be the same as an autobiography of you. Does that make sense? And so all the gospel accounts, like the Gospel of Thomas, all these, they would be like somebody writing a biography about somebody instead of an autobiography like we have. And I, that's the best way that I can explain it in our Bible, where they actually, the people wrote what they saw and what they, what they seen or what they heard, whereas somebody else, they would write like, hey, this happened to Peter. And there's one of these written in about 250 A.D. It's called the Acts of Peter, okay? Um, the Acts of Peter and it's just the same thing and here's what it says and it, it concludes and it says that Peter was hung on a cross upside down he was hung on a cross upside down and so is that true is that true probably I would say let's not even do probably let's 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 say maybe let's say maybe he was 95% sure that he died under Nero and he Maybe and probably, I would say like 70-80% that he did die on the cross upside down. But we don't know that. We don't know that. It's just what the history tells us. Tertullian tells us the same thing and the Acts of, of Peter tells us the same thing. But there was also another apostle and his name was John. Now John was the youngest, probably youngest apostle I would say. Um, the other uh, apostle, his name was Thaddeus. He was a disciple of Jesus too. Thad means um, like abreast and then Deus means close to. And so it, was, it would be like, that's, that was his nickname, Thaddeus. It would be like calling somebody's a mama boy does that make sense like you were mama's and so he was he was probably pretty young too but it's between John and Thaddeus being one of the youngest disciples but John here's what it says about John let me read this um let me read this because I think it's a really cool read if I can find it really quick on my um on my phone here it says this about John all right it says that I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil, spoil this it says that he was boiled in oil, boiled in oil. So let me read it. And this is also from Tertullian. So the same one that talked a little bit about Peter, he's going to talk about John. And here's what he says. He's a church father. He was writing in about the hundreds, um, well, let me see, the 155 to 240 A.D. That's about the time that he would have written this. Here's what he said. Uh, let me think of what it is. How... How is the church on which the apostles poured forth all of their doctrine along with their where of uh, whence Peter endures a passion? So he says, Peter endures a passion like his Lord's. So basically, I mean, he died like, like Jesus died, where Paul won his crown in death. Like John, and this is, and it has parentheses, the Baptist. So speaking of John the Baptist died. And here, here's our part where the apostle John was first plunged, unhurt, 
into boiling oil and thence remitted to the island in exile. And what island was that? That was the island of Patmos, which he, was, he would write, go on to write Revelation, right? And so it makes sense. Let me just say this. It makes sense that John would have been one of the last ones to die, and they would have tried to kill him, but not. Because do you remember at the end of John's gospel, Peter, Jesus looks at Peter and he says, Bro, you're going to die a gruesome death. And Peter gets mad and he says, he points at the disciple that Jesus loved, which we all think, or a lot of people think that it's John. He pointed at him and he said, well, what about him? I'm sorry, Miss Sharon. He said, what about him? How's he going to die? And Jesus says, what is that to you how he will die? If I choose that he would live forever, then so be it. What is that to you? And then the disciple that Jesus loves, he finishes that up by saying, and so the rumor spread that the disciple that Jesus loves was never going to die. But that's not what Jesus said. He simply said that what's it to him if he was to live forever. And that's how John finishes up his gospel. And so it makes sense that people would try to kill John, but yet he, he, he wasn't going to be able to be killed. And he was the youngest because... He wrote Revelation in about, do y'all know about what year he would have written the last book of the Bible? 90. About 90, yeah, about 90 AD, very good. And so let's move on from there, and let's go to James. Now, I told y'all that there are a lot of James in the Bible, but this James is particularly the brother of John, the one that we just talked about, and hear me now. Do we know that John died or got boiled in oil? No, we don't. No, we don't. It's just what... This is what church history tells us. Do we know that Peter was hung on a cross upside down? No, we don't. It's just what church history tells us. There is actually only two disciples that died in the Bible. And so we know how James died. We 100% know how James died. Turn with me to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. And I want to show you all exactly how James, the brother of John, how he died. Acts chapter 12. Alright, it says this. About that time, King Herod Agrippa, Herod Agrippa began to per persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle, and it gives us quotes, John's brother, so we know, killed with a what? A sword. Exactly, very good. So when Herod saw how much it pleased the Jew Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. Now this took place during the Passover. Then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod, now get this, Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover, but while Peter was in prison, the church prayed. The church prayed earnestly for him. All right, look, now let's go to chapter, verse 6. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. Peter, The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up! And the chains fell off his wrist. Then the angel told him, Get dressed and put on your sandals, and he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel, but all the time he thought it was just a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening, which is funny because I like that. Like, that's pretty cool to me. So they passed the first and the second guard post and came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street. And then the angel suddenly left him. Now get this. Now get this. 
James was killed with the sword, probably beheaded. And Peter, by the same governor, the same Herod Agrippa, said, you know what, Peter, you're next. But, P- but God saved Peter, but he did not save James. He saved Peter and he did not save James. So is that, a, like, is that okay by God? Why does God do that? Because we have all probably seen in our life where sometimes God will answer a prayer of someone's healing in one aspect and not answer it in another aspect. And I don't know if the disciples were praying for James when he got sent into, into prison and beheaded, but I would guess that they were. I would just guess that they were. But we know, we 100% know that the church prayed earnestly for Peter because it says it, and then God sent the angel. And so I would say this, I would say this, all right? Hear me. The question then becomes... If God answers some prayers and then He doesn't answer other prayers, um, um, where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? Well, let me ask you this question, okay? Here we go. This is really deep, so please sink in with this. Okay, this is the biggest question I can think to maybe ask for a lot of people that leave the faith, okay? Can something good come out of death? Can something good come out of God not answering a prayer and somebody dying? Is it possible? And I know that you're all going to say yes, and I would agree with you, but I want to ask a more important question. Can you point me to that in Scripture? Can you point that out to me in Scripture? And you can. And you can. And all you have to do is flip a few chapters before Acts 12 into Acts chapter 7. Into Acts chapter 7. And the very last couple of verses... I'm going to start in Acts 7, verse 57, and here's what it says, okay? Acts 7, verse 57, it says, Then they, being all the people that were listening, put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him. So who is the him? Does anybody know who the him is just from the story? Stephen. Stephen. Very good. So they rushed at Stephen and dragged him out of the city and began to, what they do? They stoned him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a man named, and this is the same Saul that became Paul. Yeah, very good, very good. And verse 59 says, As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And I think that he got that from Jesus because that's what Jesus prayed on the cross. Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. And he prays that. And then it says, it closes chapter 7 by saying, and with that, he dies. And now Stephen is dead. And verse uh, 1 of chapter 8 doesn't really tell us much because it just says Saul was one of the witnesses and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. Okay, well, great. But the next wave after that, the next verse after that is actually still verse 1. It says this. Are you all reading the law? A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions. But that really doesn't tell me anything except great persecution spread. And so the believers spread all but the apostles. But go to verse 4. Check this out. Go to verse 4. But the believers who were scattered, guess what they did? They preached. Go ahead with it. Don't 
They started preaching. And they preached the good news. So through the death of one man named Stephen and through the death of all the persecution that broke out and as the people were scattered, guess what happened because of that death in that situation? Because of a death, millions, literally, I'm serious when I say this, of people came to know Christ. All, whether it was Thomas going to India or there was the other disciples going all over the world as they began to preach, tons and tons of people became to know Christ because some people were killed. And so I'm not saying that every single situation um, is going to be like this, but I am saying that sometimes, and I believe all the time, if God doesn't answer a prayer, he does it for a reason. Does that make any sense? If God doesn't answer a prayer, he does it for a reason. It's not because we know it, because a lot of times we won't know it, and sometimes we will. But it's the hardest thing to stay in the middle of an unseen and unheard and unanswered prayer. It's the hardest thing that you can do in your life. And a lot of people will just check out on, that, on those moments. But I just want to say that, that we're about to go over a lot more deaths. And the deaths, do have, they do have a purpose. They do have a purpose. And God has a plan with it all. Yes, sir. On Peter. Yes, sir. Doesn't it say in John, doesn't Jesus predict? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he like, remember how at the end of John, I was talking a little bit about Peter's like, Jesus looks at Peter and he says, like, you're about to have this extremely gruesome death. And Peter looks at John or the disciple that he's like, he's like, what about him? And so I, let, me, let me show you exactly. That was a, yeah, come on. All right, let's, get, let's go there. Very good. John 21, 19, it says this. It says, well, I think it's 18 28. Yeah, okay, yeah, let me get, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so in John 21, 18, it says, I tell you the truth, when you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went where you wanted to go, but when you were old, you will stretch out your hands, and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. So Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God with. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Okay, so let's go to verse 20. But Peter turned around and saw behind him the disciple that he loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus and kissed him at the Lord's Supper. And he said, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? But Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? Um, And that's a little bit about John. But very good point. Yeah, John does say a little bit about how Peter would die. Um, And Peter, Peter... He's the only one that Jesus predicted how he would die. So he's the only one in the in the Bible that I've seen where he predicts how he would die. Um, but speaking of disciples that died in the Bible, there's one more that actually died in the Bible. Do you know who it would be? Exactly. Yeah, Judas. Judas Iscariot. How? What's that story like? Can y'all remember? Yeah, it's actually two stories. Yeah, very good. Yeah, exactly. And so. It says that he throwed the money in the temple. Yes. He take it. He went out and, and, and hanged exactly. And then the priest took the money. Mm-hmm. And, and bought, bought the field. The field. Yes, and exactly. Field of blood. Exactly, yeah. Very and good. And then I think in Luke, it says that, let's see, he falls and his body busts open and his yeah. intestines run out. Exactly. And, and I was talking to Bill about it. I'm just wondering if maybe 
both the count. I mean, if he goes out and hangs himself, nobody mm -hmm. takes him down. He's hung. Mm -hmm. And then you know what's going to happen is his yeah his head's going to pull off. He's going to hit the ground and he's going yeah. Off. You're exactly right. Yeah. So that could account for the two. Exactly right. Yep, yep, exactly right. Because, like, over time, what would happen, like, it, you're exactly right. You would become, like, combustible balloon, and then you would. Uh, so, yeah, very good. Because do you remember when we talked about contradictions? At first, it kind of looks like a contradiction because, like, what, what happened? Did he do this or did he do this? But actually, both accounts kind of help it fill in the whole the story. Thing, the only thing that, that I didn't put together. Okay. One, it says that the priest went out and bought. The, the yes. And in Luke it says that Judas bought the property. That's a really good point. I didn't see that. I didn't see I, that. I, don't, I didn't put that together. Yeah. Know. Okay. I, I'll, 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 I, do I you, think that's what I what Yeah. I you, do you know if that's in Luke? Um, uh, do you know what chapter that would be? Um, Walk to Emmaus, the resurrection, crucifixion. Every time I'm looking for a passage and I don't know where it is, I just go to my good friend called Google <laughs> and I just type it in. Um, if anybody finds it. Um, Matthew 26, Matthew 26, um, 15, Matthew 26, 15. Let's look at this. Acts chapter 1, verse 18. Yeah, yep, that one too. Now this man purchased a field with the wages of inquiry. Yeah, let's look at... Yeah, yep. He threw the money back to the priest. Yeah. So they could have taken that money, I think, that way it put it in Nathan. They could have paid. I'm going to read it from Matthew 26, uh, 14 first. It says this, Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the leading priest and asked, How much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. Okay, that's not, he didn't die right there. Let's look and see. Yeah. End of 27. Judas hangs himself, okay. Acts 1, 18 and 19. That That's the one I think where he bust open, I believe. Is that right? Is that where he says, doesn't it say that Judas bought the field in uh, that verse? Oh, uh, let's see. After some discussion there. 27 10, it says, and Matthew 27 10, it says, so in Matthew, the leading Matthew, priest. That's where I had it. It was Matthew and Acts and not Luke. Yeah, okay. So in, in Matthew is where the, the priest bought. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And let's see if we can find it. Do y'all see where? Return here in the names of time. Judas had bought. I see it right there in Acts one eighteen. It says this: eighteen. Judas had bought a field with the money he received for his treachery. Falling headfirst there, his body split open, spilling out all of his intestines. This news of his death spread to all people in Jerusalem, and they gave the place an Aramaic name, Akladama, which means field of blood. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Um, so did Judas buy the field, or did the people buy the field? Um, 27.5 says the, uh, the priest. Right, the priest. Yeah, the priest. 
Yeah, the priest bought it. So, um, I would say I think both of them. And I, I'm not trying to be like I, I am trying to be like as as non-biased as I could be. I could see though where if it was Judas's money that he had gotten, he threw it to the priest, and the priest went out and bought it. Where like Peter, like having because Peter was the one speaking, I could see where Peter would say Judas bought that field because I guess it was like Judas, but it would kind of be like me giving you money and like you going and buying something like I guess with my money. You can be like okay, well Drake bought that or you bought that. So maybe both could be right. And like on that, I like to call that on contradictions the X and only X fallacy is what I've always called it. And it would be like saying like this is the I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense. That's probably how I would interpret it. But very good question, though. Very good. Very good. Well, you interpret it like what Judas did to Jesus, this is what he bought the field. Yeah. The blood. Yeah. That, that was the outcome of what he did to, but his betrayal, that's all he got him. Yeah. It was, it was a field of blood. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. That, that, that would preach a sermon, I think. <laughs> Betray Jesus for a field of blood. It's not worth it. So, um, all right, well, let's go to the next one. His name is Andrew. By the way, thank you all so much for that. I love, I love that. Um, Andrew, <clears throat> here's what it says about Andrew, okay? And it writes about him in, um, oh, goodness. Okay, it's about Andrew in the Budgie's book. Uh, it's called The Martyrdom of St. Andrew. All, all of what it says is this, and I really don't get this, but it says that Andrew was, was killed and he was crucified on a cross. And instead of it shaping like a, a T, they actually turned it like this and shaped it as an X. And normally when you kill somebody and put them on a cross, you would like run the nails in their hands. But they actually got rope and they tied them up. And so they tied him to the cross. And that's how they say that Andrew died. And I'm not sure if that's true. But what I do know is that the Andrew is the patron saint of, of, of Scotland. So if you look on the Scottish flag or the, or the flag of Scotland, you will see a white X on the flag. And that represents the cross that, that he would have died on and the flag is blue. And also, if you know to something about golf, you know that, that Scotland is the birthplace of golf, and they have a golf course over there. It's called the Old Course, and it's the very first golf course that they ever, like, really made that's still here today. And do y'all know what it's called? It's called St. Andrews. Yeah, very good, because he's the patron saint of Scotland. And here's the funny thing, okay? I don't know why he's the patron saint of Scotland. I really don't, because where did he die? He died in Greece, all the sources tell us, and they brought his bones to Scotland and buried him there. And so maybe that's why they all consider him his patron, the patron saint because that's where he's buried but once again is it in the bible absolutely not it's church history and we get this for people from people like um like augustine people like that but let me go over somebody else that um died his name is philip all right so this is the one i would say out of all the ones that we've talked about so far and all the ones that we're going to talk about if there's one i'd have to place my money on is this is gonna this is right i place my money on on philip okay i really do think this is correct and the reason i think about that because there are so many sources that give an accurate detail about how he died it says this 
He said, uh, everywhere it says that Philip died in Hierapolis, which is right between Laodicea. Laodicea is um, the church that it talks about in Revelation. And then Colossae, and Hierapolis is right between that. And Colossae is actually where Colossians was written. And Hierapolis is a, is a mineral, it's a whole mineral town where they have like white, like I guess a salt, and it stacks up and, you, and it actually turns into hot springs. And so you can go, it's like a hot tub kind of type thing. So you can go and, and see that but that's where it says that Philip died now how would Philip have died it says that he died like it says everybody else over crucifixion and so now we got Peter being crucified upside down we have um, Andrew being crucified by an X and now we have Philip being crucified why were they all crucified well for Philip it says that he was preaching to one of the governors at that time and they was like, Philip, you have to stop preaching this. You cannot be preaching about this. And so he will continue to preach. We have a God. His name is Jesus. You crucified him on a cross and you killed him, but he resurrected. And so as he would preach that, the people would get very angry and they would say, well, you preaching about a crucified Savior, we'll let you get a taste of it. We'll crucify you. And so it makes sense. It really does that if somebody's preaching about the crucified Messiah, that they would have been killed in the same way that they were preaching. I guess it makes a little bit of sense but why I say I do believe this is because there are so many sources and here's what it says at the same time it says that Philip and Bartholomew now who's Bartholomew he has another name what's Bartholomew's other name Nathaniel very good exactly and that Nathaniel and Bartholomew I mean (laughs) Nathaniel and Bartholomew that Bartholomew and Philip became really good friends and they were preaching together in Hierapolis but when Philip was arrested guess who escaped Bartholomew got to escape and so when Philip died and Bartholomew escaped. Finally, it caught up with him and they got Bartholomew. And here's how they say that he died. And both of it are in all these accounts. He was filleted like a fish. Isn't that terrible? They took his skin off of him, but here's the thing, is that it did not kill him. And that's like, like, that's like true, like it really won't kill you. I mean, it'll be a terrible pain, but it won't kill you. And so how did they kill him? Well, after that, they stoned him to death. Yeah, they stoned him to death. Of course, there's about five different ways. Oh, no, 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 you're right. It, it, he was beheaded. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. I got it right here. I was, I, I was, I was mis, um, reading. Yeah, filleted alive like a fish, and then that was right before he was beheaded. Very good. Thank you so much. And how do we know this? Well, one of the main reasons we know that is because the Berean apostolate says in the 600s that this is how they died. And if you ever read Fox's Book of Martyrs, it will give this account in there too. Okay, so that's that's where we get this information. Now, Thomas, you'll never forget Thomas. You'll never forget Thomas because Thomas is the weirdest thing ever. They say that Thomas, does anybody know where he would minister to later? Um, it's exactly where Ravi Zacharias was from, if you know where he was from, born originally. He would actually go to India and he would be the the missionary that went to India and so as Thomas went to India and he would preach there eventually he died now honestly I'm going to just give my two cents I don't know that he died from natural cause or if he died from being martyred or murdered I don't know but 
when he went and died, the people found out. Because this was like a rock star back then. I mean, if you were an apostle of Jesus, you were literally considered a rock star because this was a booming religion now. So it's like, Thomas died. we got to go get his body. And so they go all the way to India to get his body. And when they get there, the church that he had been out for so many years was like, you can't just take our beloved saint from us. Thomas, you can't do that. And they finally was like, no, we're taking this anyways. And so they begged and pleaded, can we please just keep his some of his body they said no and they asked for something i don't understand but they asked for his index finger his index finger and they said yeah and so they kept the church in india kept the index finger when the rest of his body went back and was buried i believe it's in the saint peter's basilica where it was buried isn't that a crazy story that's just like the craziest story i ever heard i don't know if that's true but almost every church history says the same thing and get this they say that how would you think that, that Thomas would have been killed? How would you think? Don't don't look, because uh, I don't know if I put it down. But It, it says here the acts of Thomas that he was stabbed with spears. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. So what would have happened is that they would have stabbed him with a spear. And do you know why that's kind of... Crazy, because if Thomas would have been telling about the about his life, he would have said, "Well, you know, Peter, uh, Jesus was raised from the dead, but I didn't believe it." And so he said, "Well, you know what? You can put your hands in my fingers and your hand in my side." And so, so I put his hand in my side. He had been stabbed with a spear in his side, so I felt it, and then and then I believed. And Jesus, he walked out of the wall and then rose to heaven. And people were like, "You know what? You keep talking about this. We're going to stab you with spears." And so there they went to stab him. That way, at least, would make sense, right? It would make sense for Thomas to have been killed that way. So far as to give a date, then it was July the 3rd. Okay, wow. 72 AD. 72 AD. Okay, well, I mean, it's at least possible. I will say it's at least possible. All right, so Matthew. Matthew is, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I want to read this for, for you a little bit. Um, if I have it right here in my notes, I think I do. Uh, I know we've got to get through a few of these. One, three, three, one, three, three. Okay. I was on the, uh, I've been reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, so that's what I got. Okay, got, get this, all right? Now, this is how Matthew says that he died. Socrates said this about Matthew um, from Ethiopia, the apostolate. He said that, that, Am, that, that Ambrose connects, um, okay, let me say it like this. That Clement of Alexandria indicates that he died from a natural cause. Natural cause, okay. So um, the Sanhedrin, the apocalypse of the Acts of Andrew and Matthew, which later was put into the Anglo-Saxon verse, he said that he was sent to a cannibalistic camp who was attempted to put his eyes out and put him in prison for 30 days and then the cannibals ate him. So that's what, Al, that's what, that's what they say. Um, that, according to um, Edgar, somebody else, he was shit a different way. Um, um, I there's like I say all that to say. There's like four or five different ways that people say that Matthew died. Okay, there's like four or five different ways that people say that Matthew died. I don't know that I believe any of them, to be honest. And if I could just tell you my the least what I think Matthew would be my least, it's like like who who the heck knows? Honestly, you know, it's like. How did he die? We don't. We really don't know. A lot of different people say a lot of different things. But I do want to say this. James, son of Alphaeus, how did he die? He was stoned to death the exact way that um, there was another James that was stoned to death. Who was it? 
We talked about him Sunday. Jesus' brother, yeah, very good, James. And he was stoned to death right in Jerusalem. James the Just, yeah, exactly. And he was stoned to death, but right there in Jerusalem. Now James, son of Alphaeus, he was stoned to death and still sat right there in Jerusalem. And the last two that we have is Thaddeus and then Simon the Zealot. Now, tradition says that they became two super good friends and they were crucified beside each other, but that they had all, they made it a long way. And, and, and a lot of translations actually say that they made it all the way to, to Britain. And I don't know if that's true or not, but here's what I do know. I don't know if any of these are true. I would say this. With all the sources, I would say that Philip would be my number one. Philip would be my number one. I would go to Peter and say Peter would be my number two. I, I think Peter's true. I would back up and say that Thaddeus and Simon the Zealot would be my number three. I think those are the top three that I, that I feel the most confident in. This is how they actually died. Um, just because of all the sources, those have the top three amount of sources from different people at different ages that say that. Um, but do we really know? Not, not not totally, but those are just the stories. But nevertheless, nevertheless, these disciples did suffer for what we have. And not only them, but tons of Christians, tons of Christians have given their life, have given their life and suffered so that we could hold this dude right here in our hands. So that we could hold this dude right here in our hands. So don't 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 take advantage of it. Or don't 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 sleep on this. because um, it, it's Oh, uh, they were crucified. Both of them were crucified at the same time. At the same time, that, and that's what the just the tradition says um, no, that they were good friends. Me, yes. That you said, like, they were rock stars. Yes. Well, they were rock stars to believers. Yeah. They were the opposite. Of they the they were hate. The world. Yeah. They were the, they were the pits. Yeah. They, they, that's why they died. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, but 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 uh, well, I, I, Justin Bieber says um, bad spotlight is still spotlight, and I think he has something to that because like even even like they may not have been rock stars, but they were surely known. They were known throughout the world. So when like an apostle came to town, it was either going to be really good or like you said, really really bad. And so one of the two, but they were going to do their thing. They were going to preach and they was going to they was going to get the word out. And so I really respect that. Well, let me say what we're going to talk about next week. Next week, if y'all come, and I, we're blessed enough to meet again, we are going to talk about what happened to Jesus when he died. For the three days that he was in the, was in the, was in the tomb, where did his spirit go? What happened to his spirit? And what happened to Jesus while he was dead for those three days? There's a lot of different views about it. And I spent this week trying to study it. And so we're going to talk about that this Wednesday, if y'all are, I mean, next Wednesday, if y'all are okay with that. And God blesses us to come back again. Well, um, will somebody say a prayer and close us out? I hope y'all enjoyed our whole talk on disciples. We are done, but I hope y'all have enjoyed it. I hope y'all like it. Woo! Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad. And, and I'm going to bring those. Hold, hold up your index finger. <laughs> <laughs> this one. No. Yeah. What's your ring finger? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was your index finger the whole time. This is your index finger? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so they cut this finger off. Okay. But, uh, okay. Okay. That makes more sense. I was like, I was like, why would they cut that? Because that makes a little bit more sense then. Thank you. Yeah, you pray, yeah, pray for me now. All right. You got it.
Yeah. <laughs>